Sweet film doc episode 39, Jon Snow, you know nothing. Wow! Keeks, I think we just called on that. <laughs> you know as soon as you said... So he called me like 45 minutes ago so we could go over everything. And <laughs> I knew it. I knew this is what you're going to do. Love it. Just iconic. Uh, yeah, so episode 39. Happy one-year anniversary, Keeks, to the pod. <laughs> to, the, to the comic stands. <laughs> we made it. Yeah, May 21st. Here we go. Um, so this is going to be a TV with TC and Keeks special pod, AKA pod of Thrones talking all about game of Thrones. Now give you a quick little outline. We'll talk about Kamiko and I's influence to watch it. We caved. We'll talk about our favorite seasons, give our top five seasons, top five characters, talk a little bit about. D and D, we'll just call it D. We'll just call the writers D and D. David and DB, and kind of you know uh, where they go from here because they have some Star Wars, and then talk all about season eight, our thoughts, things we liked, things we didn't like, things we would have changed, and that's about it because it's been a very hot topic on the internet. About now, it's like, what is everyone going to complain about now? Yeah. What would it? The, the fact that the Warriors are in the finals again, but like even then, they they've done it without KD, so you can't really throw out the KD reason. We just swept the. I'm a, I'm a big Warriors fan, as many people know. Been a big Warriors fan for a while now, and did it without KD. Honestly, when he went to the Warriors, I was. You you were there, TC, when we were. What was it? It was like when we were at. 20, <laughs> we were at Branson. Branson, Missouri, 2016. So. I mean, I mean, yeah, like the internet's not complaining about the KD, not the Warriors. They're not complaining about, I mean, there's all, there's all, everyone's always complaining. But this, man, Game of Thrones has been very polarizing. I mean, I would say out of 100 comments, <laughs> I've seen maybe two, three people that like the finale. And that's like, oh, yeah. rem- that's like remotely. I mean, if you go on IMDb, <laughs> you will see it is just getting slaughtered. <laughs> It's probably like at a 4.5 stars right now. Who knows? But it is bad. So, um, Kamiko, what influenced you to watch Game of Thrones? Because I know you're not a TV guy. You don't really get into series. But uh, when I told you I was watching Game of Thrones, you – I mean, we, I think we mentioned this before on the pod, but you were you were lashing it out like me. Yeah. No, I I mean, honestly, what kind of got me there was I'm, I'm very much like – I like to be up to date with things that are popular and with game of Thrones, I had heard for years. I mean, when it first started, I had roommates that like torrented it and watched it and wow. they got into it, you know, like the first season and I didn't understand and I didn't really care. And so I never got into it, but then right before the fourth or the eighth season started, Becky was like, we've got to watch it. Got to binge it. Oh, so love oh. the sweet Becky. She she had already watched it. She had already gotten all the way up to season seven. She was caught up. I was like, mm. All right, let's do it. So for, gosh, I don't know how long. Like every day for like three three weeks probably. It was <laughs> three or four, sometimes one season a day. Just to oh be, man, just to be caught. That's up. 
just just to do it, just to be a part of the Reddit discussions, the Twitters, and 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 this pod. <laughs> Mainly for the pod. Let's be yeah. honest. We did it. We did it for our for the listeners, for all of for all of our fans, for those of you who have stuck with us from day one. We did it. Me. Yeah. I heard Crab did it too. Yeah. A lot. Crab. Man, man, Crab pumped it out in three weeks. Like, and he was. I remember I was talking to him last week, and he was on season four. And I was like, dude, no way. You, you got. He took all of Friday off, and then Saturday he pumped out like two seasons. <laughs> And this guy, this guy works like he has a life and he just pumped it out. So, you know, good for him. Um, so what influenced me is uh, I was always going to get to it. I remember last year it was like a boring weekend. I was like, man, I should really watch Game of Thrones because I've heard about it. My roommates watch it, a couple of friends. And um, it was March of this year and the new season came out. I just saw the trailer and it was blowing up and I had a couple of friends that watched it and uh, I was like, you know what? Buckle up. Let's do it. So I watched the first episode, first season. Winter is coming back in March 20th. Yeah. So in a month, in a month, I finished 67 episodes in a month. Yeah. Gosh. So, dang. yeah, two episodes a night. Sometimes I wouldn't watch an episode, and sometimes I'd watch three. Sometimes I'd watch four, and I'd look at the clock and be like 3 a.m. and be like, holy crap. So, uh, it was a ride. It was a ride. You know, it was a fun binge, though. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. Like, I, I like Game of Thrones. Especially for those first five seasons. I mean, it just absolutely flies by. Uh-huh. And you can, it... <laughs> you can tell because it's the first five seasons are so much more intimate and like weave in and out so well. And the storylines flow so well. And then all of a sudden you get to, I'd say season five wasn't horrible. I enjoy season five. Season six is fine. And then seven is when you're really like, Oh, this is, they're trying to make a movie for the small screen. They're not trying to make a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely gets a lot more cliche. And, and I will say this as you and I can relate on this. Uh, we didn't wait two years for the big season eight. True. We just, we went right into it. I mean, I waited, I got, I got all caught up uh, for episode three. So I watched episode two for season eight, uh, the night it came out. So that's when I finally got caught up. Um, so I missed the first episode, but I mean, you could definitely see the transition from season six to seven. I got a little bit more cliche, a little bit Hollywoodized, a little, a lot more predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, but season seven and bot- a lot of people do like season seven. I like season seven. I mean, you can definitely see the the change. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, I think we we should probably just get to the nitty gritty and talk about our favorite top five seasons. Love that. I I've uh, got mine all written up already. Let's when we're going through favorite seasons. Give me give me your favorite moment moment of the seasons too. Oh, please. You kidding? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> uh, Number you, my my good. My good sir, with your number five. Uh, yeah, so number five, Sir Kamiko, is uh, season two. Season two, Ooh. the high. Yeah, the season. I, I mean, everybody has their their favorites, um, but we'll get to that. Season two, I liked because it was it was like Tyrion was. I love the Tyrion and Joffrey relationship as his hand, yes. and he just totally. I mean, Tyrion was essentially king during this time, like he was killing it. And I loved his speech at the Blackwater uh, to lead him in there. 
Uh, that was a great highlight. And I love Jon Snow with, with uh, Egret this, this, uh, this season when he was debating on, you know, if, if he should kill her or not. And then he kind of has the dealings with the wildlings, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I like season two a lot, um, you know, for, for, those, for those couple of reasons. Great. You know, we, we might revisit season two, you know, might come back to it. Oh, um, you know, I know we for, will. For my number five is season one. I enjoy season one. I think it sets up everything very well. Um, for me, my favorite, it, 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 the first scene with the Night Watch going out and seeing the and seeing the White Walkers, with like all the body parts strewn around and like that, uh, in like the pattern, and it just, it really sets the tone. But also at the same time, it sets up this thing that like does not um... <laughs> doesn't land. <laughs> in the last, in the last bit, it's like, oh, okay, and yep, you don't really, yeah. So <laughs> season one, season one is my number five. Yeah, and that that goes right into my number four, season one as well. I liked season one; it was a great setup. Obviously, it was slower than the other ones. Uh, not a lot of battles yeah. or anything like that, but it was great character development. Um, you know, inter- introduces us to Daenerys, of course, and how her, I thought her story arc in season one was cool with the Dothraki and then boom, at the final episode, dragons are hatched. True. And uh, Jon Snow going to the wall. And of course, my guy, Sean Bean, the one, the only Ned Stark. Uh, just the fact they killed off, he was the main character. The fact that they killed him off in season one. I knew he was going to die. Because I knew he didn't live on the other seasons. Fortunately, I don't. I don't think you and I knew much spoilers before we watched Game of Thrones. All I knew, I, is... I no. I mean, I didn't really, but I knew general. You know, I you know about the red wedding, and you know. Yeah, about, um... I didn't know about that. You didn't? <laughs> no. Oh, the, I'm the, shocked that you didn't know the, about the red wedding. Yeah, the only thing I knew before watching Game of Thrones was Daenerys had white hair, and Amelia Clark is. I think she's stunning. Great actress. Very charming in interviews from what I've seen. I knew that Sean Bean had to die because he wasn't in the other like trailers. And Jon Snow, I knew the face to the character, but that was it. And as I watched season... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As I watched season one, I knew like Rob Stark wasn't going to make it and things like that. But season one was a great setup and, um, you know, started off strong. So that's and it my number four. Introduces us to Ferris, to Littlefinger, to so many cool characters. Mm, oh, love Littlefinger. Barrister, right? That's the first hand of the, or not hand of the king. He's like he, the the whispers, and that that's another thing I love from season one were the interactions between Barris and Littlefinger. Yes. And I wish I wish we would have had more of that. I love like Barriss. like yeah, love MVP MVP of season eight. IMO, kind of. We'll get to that. <laughs> what's your What's your number four? My number four is season three. Um, I think season three, it's entertaining. I, I mean, you know, you get to see John and Egret in the in season two, but you get to see even more of them in season three. And I love, I just, I love their interact. I love their chemistry, and they're married in real life. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were we talk? Did we talk about this on the pod? Uh, I don't know, but on the phone. I think we talked about it on the phone, but yeah, you can definitely yeah. tell. 
Eager and Jon Snow just have great chemistry because, you know, they're married and that's kind of when they hit it off. And he's talked about it in interviews. He's like, I loved working with her. Oh, duh. Yeah. duh. So this is kind of cool. Jon Snow, like it, her voice, it just everything about between the, them two, I love so much. Mm-hmm. Up until and, their very last moments together. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I, I think you, yeah. you and I have the same number one, if I had to say, you know, we'll get we'll get there. Um, okay. That leads me into my number three is season three as well. Oh. Uh, yeah, I love 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 that Jon Snow kind of wins, you know, the wildlings over. Mm-hmm. And this is like the first just holy crap moment for Daenerys when she takes Astapor and she burns yes. the slavers and the unsullied swear to you know fight for her That's that really was cool. that was a cool Daenerys moment I was like holy crap okay I'm on board of Daenerys because the first two seasons I was like oh, I kind of like her you know like she's fine but that was like okay she's she means business and then obviously the red wedding is is pretty epic I mean that's a great episode too like for Jon Snow the red wedding and everything just kind of comes like, and all right here's our main characters who are we gonna roll with and that's when you start to get the um, the hound with Arya, and I love that yes, too. yes. So season oh. three, fantastic. F the king. <laughs> love the hound. Um, okay, so for my number three, we've got season six. Mm. I now I don't know why I love this so much, but I love the scene when Theon and Sansa hold hands he like he he bashes the head of the girl and throws her off the bridge killing her at um uh what's it called winterfell yeah winterfell and they both just hold hands and jump off the wall and escape i love that so much just because it's like you finally get to see theon like taking control and standing up for himself after like two seasons oh dude three seasons yes oh my gosh yeah, and I think you know I I just loved that moment. I also loved Battle of the Bastards. It's great. Oh my gosh! Stop. Yeah, just great. I, I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna add to this because this is my number two is season six as well. Um, that meme I sent you earlier today had me dead. I'm sure many of I'm sure many people have seen it about we'll the horse on the Twitter. Yeah, we will. The horse that is drawn out, like it has seasons one through five, and it's very detailed. And then season six is terrible. But in this meme that has the last, like, little fragment, the last two episodes are in, it's like a real horse. It's like a colored horse. (laughs) And then it has season seven, eight, like, as if, if, like, a two year old drew it. Because it's true. I mean, the ending to season six, the last two episodes, are some of the best back-to-back episodes, if not the best I've seen in TV. I mean... Uh, I totally the, agree. The Battle yes. of the Bastards, and then the Winds of Winter, and even before that, there's a little drought, there's a three-episode drought, and then you have Hodar and the door. Oh, Hodar! Hodar! <laughs> I, was, I was, like, tearing up. I know! I was getting goosebumps. I was like, holy crap, like, that is insane. Like, Hodar. Yeah, That's how he and, got his name. you, like, Brand seeing those moments, Brand is like a cool, good character. You're like, okay, like I found yes. myself being like, where is Brand? I want to see more Brand. What is he doing? Yes. Dude, he wasn't in season five at all. No, and I, me and Becky were talking about. It. I'm like, is he gonna come back? 
Like, does he do anything? Which, yeah. Why season eight just seems a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh. season six, phenomenal. I actually watched Battle of the Bastards just the the other night, just 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 so I could like heal the wounds of future disappointment for for episode six. <laughs> I mean. There's one scene that had me laughing out loud when, um, and I'll I'll quote this, you know, because yeah. there's there's a little cursing, but it's funny. And we we keep this pop PG. Sometimes PG thirteen, yeah. but uh, um, Sir Davos was talking to Tormund before the night of Battle of the Bastards. This is this this I was this had me LOL just the other night, for the second time watching it. And Tormund's like, "You want to drink some?" Uh, he's like, "I got some giant's milk." And Tor- and Dave's like, "Sir Davos is like, no, I can't drink that." And he's like, I need to get clear head. And then Tormund's like, what do you do all night? He's like, I think and walk. I walk and think till I'm far away enough from camp so no one can hear me shitting my guts out. (laughs) Your Sir Davos impersonation was spot on. (laughs) And Tormund just looks at him. He's like, oh, I love Sir Davos. But that was a funny scene. I mean, Battle of the Bastards is so good. It's funny. It's epic. Great action scenes and the winds of winds of winter when it reveals John's parentage. And I love oh, the flashback yes. with Ned when he's a young Ned and he sees Lyanna Stark and he makes that promise. I mean, that just that is incredible. Cause I knew I was like, John is not a bastard. There's no way. And um I thought that was just I mean, props to Ned for just being so loyal and, and honoring that promise. True. That he kept to his sister. I thought that that's that spoke volumes to who Ned was and he even took the heat from Catelyn, his wife, about bringing a bastard home. Like, you saw you saw John and Catelyn got along. It wasn't so hot. So, love the ending of season six. Yes. Season, now, my number two is season two. I don't Ooh. know why, but this is mainly due to the fact that Tyrion is like, he's one of my favorite characters. We'll, we'll say that. I'll give you a little hint for where he might land. But I... I just seeing how witty and cunning he is and how he's able to interact with Joffrey and how um, my favorite is when he's talking with like the, the chemist about the, like the green liquid that he uses. And then when Stannis's army is coming to invade King's landing, that whole episode is so good. That is a great, great scene. Oh my God. That's, that's like the first epic battle of uh, game of Thrones. It is. And it's it's such a good one too. It's it really executed does. it's executed so well. That's when the hound started doing F the King. <laughs> that's what it started. I that's what I and then like what is it? Doesn't oh he finds Sansa. Like, yeah, he Sansa recruits finds him in a room and he's drinking or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that, that was a sweet moment when he's like, Come with me, little bird, and then they reflect back on that on and she's like with you. You know, I would have still been the little bird if I went with you. I like that little. I like that little meetup True. for uh, season eight. I think it was episode four. No, I, so I think, yeah, season I, two's I love great. Season two and just everything else about like you know Arya traveling with like and trying to blend in with the boys and um, you get a little bit of Gendry too. I like Gendry. I enjoy. I enjoy me some Gendry Baratheon. Yeah, I do too. He's a fine character. He was. He's always trying to do the right thing. Kind of protected Arya in certain moments. You know. Yeah, maybe did more than protect. And then you know they flip. Too, the, the... But... <laughs> <laughs> they flip the switch. Um, we'll also say that. Yeah. 
yeah, sure. You know, maybe maybe Dora the Explorer, Arya the Explorer, is having a, a baby out of the seas oh, right now. Gosh, dude, I seriously, <laughs> she like was like, I can't go with you. I'm like, if you go to be with Gendry, I'm turning this off and I'm not finishing this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank goodness, oh, I'm not a lady. God. I never was. Love Arya. Um, so our number one, season four. Yep, season four. It's just so, so good. I mean, I was debating four. between it, it. It's I was debating. I was like season six or season four, and then I was just thinking about season four and the moments, the characters, and it's just so good. What I like about season four the most is it had the most surprises, and and I wasn't. There's some things I just didn't expect. Dude, when John, um, like for dies? example, yeah, when John, I didn't see that coming. Nope. <laughs> when, um, when this right, right there at his wedding. When Tyrion kills his dad, um, the Mountain and the Viper. I thought I thought Oberyn Martell was gonna win that. I was like, oh my gosh! And then he gets co- gets cocky, mm-hmm. out eyes gouged out. I was like, holy crap! And then uh, the Watchers on the Wall. When Egret sees Jon Snow, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, they're gonna reunite. I was like, she's not gonna do it. Like she's just gonna turn around. She's gonna be on Jon Snow's side. Boom, Ollie strikes her in the heart i was like holy crap wasn't expecting that no there's so many moments in season four that are it's 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 about as perfect as you can get for a season of tv i agree there's there's so many things that happen i mean there's just the story in season four and i think my favorite episode is the laws of god and men when Tyrion is on trial and he just chews everybody out He's like, I wish I would have poisoned him. Um, yes, and then and then Shay comes up to the stand. I was like, holy crap! I didn't see Shay coming at all. Like I thought she was loyal, Tyrion. What is it like? The last so, five minutes of the season finale are just absolutely insane. Tyrion kills kills Shay, strangles her, and then shoots his dad in the heart with a freaking with a crossbow. In the span of yeah. like 10 minutes. Yeah, wild. And escapes. <laughs> and then, of course, we got our Arya and the Hound just doing their road trip across Westeros. I love I love that song. Love that relationship. Dude, okay, what so, is your least favorite moment in the entire series? Oh, my least favorite moment? Gosh. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I did not care for the sept. The sept in season six, the septon, when when they started to get religious in King's Landing and they start oh, taking over. Gosh, yeah. As as villains, I think that was my least favorite. Like every time it panned to them, I was just like, ugh, dude, I was so underwhelmed. And that had that happened to be in season six. Maybe that's why I love season six so much. When Cersei just blew him up with wildfire, I was yes. like, good night, good riddance. <laughs> In that scene when it's just like it's just on the you know you see Tummin he's looking out the window and he leaves and it's just one take and he falls out the window. Yeah, oh, he's like, the I'm gone. Music that starts off that episode too. Oh my goodness. So I would say that's my least favorite kind of moment and story is is that religious rebellion. Yeah, I I did I didn't dig. I just didn't care for. 
Uh, I thought it was kind of like a weak villain, so to speak. Yeah, if you can even so call I, I, him that, I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I get what you mean. What about, what about you? What's your least favorite moment? Okay, so it might be it might be tied. The, the whole thing on, what is it, on Dor or Bravos? The, like, god of, with the many-faced god or whatever. And Arya. Oh, really? Uh, I don't, I, I just, like, she never uses it. She uses it, like, three times. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like Jock and Hagar. I really did like Jack and Hagar because he was interesting. I was like, who is this guy? And uh, I didn't mind that. I actually I actually enjoyed little Arya's story arc there. So that was, that's interesting I, I you mean, didn't like that. I don't think it's horrible, but I just think they could have condensed it more. And yeah, sure. I, I see what my, you mean. My least favorite moment is Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth hooking up in season eight. I that hated it. I it made no <laughs> like I get it because Jamie like kind of shows him turning as a character of being so vain and like you know just like so material as like being able to see people for who they really are and seeing them for who they mm-hmm. it just it didn't work it didn't work for me at all and especially that she just like leaves it and Brienne is so like heartbroken it's just like. Brynn, you've been so strong this whole time. Mm-hmm. I think that was a little fan service. Oh, God. I didn't, I didn't care for that either. I was like, oh, really? I yeah. That. And I guess, I guess John not petting ghosts at the first goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People up in arms. I don't know if people were actually serious, but I felt like people were serious. Oh, they were serious. They um, serious. Yeah, I, I think they had to have been. But uh, you know, I think those are good gripes. I can agree with everything besides uh, the God. This God, I don't even know Jack and Agar. I didn't. I like that story arc, but it kind of dragged a little bit. I can see yeah, what you mean. That's my biggest thing. It just it just drags. You think they could have? Yeah, love that. Know. But that's all right. Yeah, um, characters. Let's get in our top five, and then we'll finish out with our season eight thoughts. Okay. Um, number five, Keeks. Who you got? Um, number five. So I have updated it. Number five is Jon Snow. Whoa. Okay. Number five. My number five. You know nothing. Mine is uh, the Hound. Oh man. The Hound really grew on me. At first, I was like meh, but uh, grew on me as as time went on. And he's just got the funniest one line. <laughs> That's why I love him so much. Oh gosh. The Hound Clegane. Love it. Lo- love Sander. Love Sander. Um, number four for me is Egret. I, Ooh, I, yeah, I love. Oh, doesn't I don't know why, but doesn't I feel like hate Egret. Huh? People hate Egret. A lot of people like Egret. What? It, what was that? I said people don't like Egret. Really? Yeah, I've I've just kind of seen some comments, and I her and John's relationship. I do too. But I like that. I like that number four because spot. I feel like she kind of like keeps him balanced and keeps him in check. When they're together, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it sucks when they leave because, like, John's just, you know. But I don't know. I, I like her character a lot. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, love that. Ugh, too good. My number four, uh, Arya. I liked Arya. I liked her story arc. I liked her character development. How she was just, she was just a killer, dude. She had so much revenge, yeah. and I loved her and the Hound's relationship. And it was like that was like her. That was like 
the hound's daughter or little sister, so to speak. You know uh, what I mean? So love, love both of them together. Yeah. Um, my number three is Braun. I love how he's in, just oh. introduced as the, he's always working in his best interest. He's so sly. He's oh, he's so selfish. <laughs> he's just Tyrion's best friend. Yeah. I didn't know he was introduced in season one, dude. Like, like the third, fourth episode. Is it? Well, yeah, because he, he fights for Tyrion. Um, mm-hmm. Does a trial by combat. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I like Braun. I, he was in my top five, honorable mention, but he just dropped for me as season seven, eight went down just because he didn't get a lot of screen time and he didn't get yeah. a lot of more development. I mean, seven, season seven, he had some good moments with Jamie. But yeah, season eight, he had like four scenes. He was too busy trying to uh, trying to kill John Wick. The dire wolves got to him. Um, my uh, my number three is Tyrion. Ooh, love Tyrion. I was always a fan, and uh, that's my biggest gripe with Tyrion writers is they just dumbed him down. What kind I mean, of idiot season- brings? Okay, <laughs> okay, so. The Night King is bringing the undead and can control the undead. So what does he do during that episode? He brings everyone to the place where everyone is dead in the crypt. The, the, exactly what you said. They dumb him down and they make him such a dumb character. Who would choose to do that? They could have taken him anywhere else. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I, I was just disappointed because peak Tyrion was season four. Yes. Like season four, especially season two. I mean, he was just the like even Sansa said in season eight. Like I always, I thought you were the cleverest man, and you know, so they just kind of dumbed him down a little bit, and he didn't. He made a lot of mistakes, but I love just the way he spoke. He was so persuasive, and he was also good comic relief. Agreed. So number three, love how he wants to go out. Yeah, his little. (laughs) I know the way he wants to leave this world. (laughs) Yep. 80 years old. Love it. That's all I'll say about it. Um, my number two is Tyrion Lannister. Hey. Love Tyrion man. for the exact same reasons you said. He's just like an intri- he's a he's a very intricate character. I like how he's just kind of been, you know, looked down upon for his whole life. And so he's had to use his smarts and his intellect to be able to outsmart people and out just like outthink people and outmaneuver. And he's great at it. Yeah. Love Oh Tyrion. yeah. Uh, my number two is Sir Davos. Absolutely, Stan Sir Davos. I love that you love Sir Davos so much. <laughs> so... I know, I love it. He's the king of the north. The king of the north. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in season seven when when they Melis- uh, is introducing uh, Daenerys when they Jon Snow and Daenerys first meet, and she does. She's the breaker of chains, the mother of dragons, the Dothraki of the great sea, and then pans to Sir Davos. He's a king of the north. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love uh, so yeah, Sir Davos. Love his character development. I love the just the relationship with he had with uh, Shireen, uh, Stannis's daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, he's just he's just a good rally guy, you know, just funny. So Sir Davos for the win, number two. Yep. Um, my number one is Arthur the Hound. I love the Hound. <laughs> I every time he was on the screen, he was just such a cool presence. And he, he was. I, I love how 
he can tell that Joffrey's the worst. Like in the first second, in the second season, you know, he um, Sansa wants to throw him off the bridge, and he's just kind of like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And you then, and then, and then he covers Sansa up when she's like basically getting stripped down right in front of the Iron Throne. Yep, that was that was tender of the Hound. Love the Hound. I I also gotta say, I mean, villain wise, I enjoy Joffrey a lot. And oh Cersei, yeah, I think Cersei's character is great. I don't like how she goes out, but they're not my favorite just because it's like I, I just I can't like someone who's that evil. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I love like Ramsey as a villain. Loved Ramsey because the payoff in Battle of the Bastards was like, let's go. Yes, and you know one of my other favorite characters is Littlefinger. I thought he was the most compelling character because you didn't know if he was good, you didn't know if he was evil. Like you didn't know what he was going to do. True, and. I thought he, the the actor for Littlefinger was phenomenal, phenomenal. Peter yeah. Baelish, so love Littlefinger. But my number one, I'm a Homer, Jon Snow, Aegon Targaryen. Not that it really matters, apparently. But, it uh, doesn't. It does. It doesn't. I, no. I just it doesn't. No, I just love Jon Snow. I'm a Homer for the protagonists, like Aragorn, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, Jon Snow just tried to do the right thing. Everybody just rallied around him. I loved when he was Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, and how he just rallied people behind him. So, big Jon Snow fan, of course. So, let's do it. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. Let's get to Season 8. Kamiko, what do you think about the finale and as a whole of Season 8? What were some of your gripes, things you liked, didn't like? Um, I honestly, like, I, I liked the first two episodes. I feel like a lot of people said the first two episodes are, like, boring. But I didn't feel I, like saying. they were boring at all. I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't feel, I, I thought it was cool. It, it brought me back to the other episodes where you're kind of interacting with everyone and seeing what's going ha- what's mm-hmm. going on. And yeah, I, I like the first two episodes. It's it's when it gets to the long night where you get the, the battle, battle for Winterfell where it's just, I don't know. I didn't I didn't love it. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. I loved the first two episodes. Set up the big battle. I loved episode two when they're all gathered around the campfire and Tormund, yes. Sir Davos. <laughs> Sir Davos with another great line. I think I will have that drink when Tormund explains his giant's milk story. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm the same way. Just the long night just kind of fell flat it's and and not only did it like it it fell i mean i don't know so much that it like fell they because there's so many rumors that you know hbo wanted them to do more and they had offered them more and more money to do stuff and more episodes and they thought they could do it in just six and it, it I don't know why they thought that. It, they left so many. No, it needed. It needed. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one thing. Long night. There's this YouTube video. I think I sent it to you. Yeah. Uh, this guy on YouTube says how the long night should have been writing, rewriting the Night King, and it's a 30 minute video. I recommend everybody to watch it, and it was awesome. Like the long night was epic. I mean, it took 55 nights to shoot. Um, I thought the battle scenes were cool. Obviously, it was in a dark setting, so a lot of like people were, were complaining about the brightness and whatnot. Yeah. 
Um, but more people should have died. I agree. I think I, well, I think a pivotal moment, and I remember watching this on on when it was aired, and even the guy in the YouTube video talks about this. When John walks past Sam Samwell when he's just covered in whites, they should have like pan on that moment more, and Sam should have died, and that would have really weighed on John. You know what I mean? I agree. I Sam. And this is what this is what drives me kind of crazy. Is I loved Sam and favorite characters, and then he just kept living. <laughs> the dude just lived and lived. What a legend. Um, yeah, and then so here's my other gripe with the long night. Um, I love Jon Snow, number one. But he was like on the dragon the whole time. You know what I mean? It's like get him down on the ground, let him do his thing where he's really, where he really, really flourishes. And then Theon just charging the Night King, that was dumb. And I just felt like um, I didn't mind Arya killing the Night King so much because that was a shock. Like that was the biggest shock of the season. Everything else I felt was fairly predictable uh, of the of season eight. But uh, I felt like Bran really should have been the Night King. I like that theory. It would have explained the White Walkers. It would have killed off Bran. Like the Night King should have stabbed Bran, and then Arya and Jon Snow together defeat the Night King. That's what this guy on YouTube talks about, which I highly agree, and I think that's a wise choice. But yeah, it just was like, holy crap! Okay, like Arya killed the Night King. That's that. So yeah, more people should have died. <laughs> They honestly, so many care. Like, I mean, even even with the Hound, I mean, as much as I love the Hound, like there wasn't really what they kept him around so he could fight his brother. But the Mountain yeah. should have died. Bull. The Mountain and the Viper both should have died. Yeah, yeah. And I thought Clegane, like Clegane Bull was cool. Don't get me wrong, that was another fan service, and like that was incredibly shot. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm with you. It just. The long night just kind of suffered. And this season just felt extremely rushed. Yes. And um, I, 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 I'll kind of get to the finale because episodes four and five. I mean, five was like, I mean, that was epic too with Daenerys just going crazy. But the finale just fell flat with Bran being the king. Bran the broken. Are you kidding? Uh, I think- As many people have said. Dude, I, you know, Stucco did the exact same thing as me. That exact thing, same thing as, as Crab. He watched it all and just binged it. And his complaint is very similar to everyone else's. It's like, why did Bran win? Like, he's not a, he's not anyone that anyone has been interested in. They've dumbed his character down. He wasn't even in a full season of the show. Yeah. It's, it's a very it, strange, this... I mean, I see why they made the choice, but you know what i i think i don't remember who told me but this but what should have happened was is um daenerys should have basically said okay um tyrion you betrayed me they're going to have tyrion go on trial and as soon as tyrion goes on trial he's going to ask for the trial by combat john is going to fight gray White. yep gray will fight this is my theory hmm? This is my theory. And so he beats Grey Worm, and then Amelia Clark gets pissed. You know, Daenerys gets pissed, tries to burn Jon. I don't even think they should have told him that he was a Targaryen. I think she goes to burn him, and he gets unburnt, and that's when he realizes, wait, there's more to me. And then it somehow reveals it that way in season eight. 
Oh, I would have liked that. I didn't. Wow. Wow. I'll buy with platform. And they had beef. John Snow five when they glared at each other. So I would love to see a third. Peter, are you there? Back to our regular, back to our regular uh, schedule. Can you hear me? Got you, dude. That was, that was weird. Yeah, it just cut out on me. Yeah, it, it cut off right at 40 minutes. So I think the last thing we talked about was um, Jon Snow versus Grey Worm, trial by combat, and then Daenerys gets ticked and burns Jon Snow. He can't be burnt. Correct? Yes. That's exactly where we're at. Okay, perfect. I thought you cut out again. I was like, we'll have to do this another day. um yeah i just you know i agree with you i just felt like it was rushed i didn't mind there's so the finale i did like the throne room scene with Jon snow and daenerys um i thought that was well acted and uh i mean everyone saw it coming too that's like like i said earlier it's just season eight was very predictable i I knew Jon snow was going to kill daenerys um i didn't i will say this I i actually saw all the leaks for episode five and six. <laughs> oh no. And I didn't know if it was going to be true. I was almost just testing the water. I was like, nah, it won't be true. Dude, scene for scene, just spot on. <laughs> Man, I can relate. That's I, all I, can I say. know you can. <laughs> I, I've just, anytime there's been a big event, I've somehow gotten it spoiled for uh, me. And you didn't Except get... for The Last Jedi. I had no idea what was going to happen in The Last Jedi. And, well, yeah. <laughs> no idea what was going to happen in The Last Jedi at all. You kept your dignity. I uh, couldn't have predicted anything that happened there. So I'm being quite honest. <laughs> so when I was watching the finale for Game of Thrones, and it was like, Bran should be king. I just started laughing. I was like, oh my gosh, the leak's right. And then with Tyrion... <laughs> When Tyrion goes to Jon Snow and, and he's like, yeah, they're sending you back to the Night's Watch. I just started laughing because I was like, oh, my gosh. And Jon Snow was just like me in that moment. He's like, there's still a Night Watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm not as bent out of shape as some other people are because, like, as, like we said earlier, we just got in this ride like the past month and a half, basically. And yeah. it's been a great TV series. I think the finale in the last season definitely – ended on a low note didn't end as strong everyone has their theories and it just felt rushed everyone can see that but i mean well shot some of the action sequences were great the acting i thought was very very um it's just the writing was poor and it just felt rushed and you can see it in the actors when Mm -hmm. they when they're interviewing they're just kind of disappointed because they knew that fans were going to be disappointed as well my favorite is that interview with um kit harrington they're like so what's one word that you could use to describe the series finale? He's like, disappointing. <laughs> and they're kinda, and the, the lady's like, oh. And he's like, no, emotional. I don't know what you want me to say. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So many of them knew. And e- even, even Peter Dinklage is like, when he's getting interviewed about last season, he's like, David and DB are the greatest writers 
in television history. I saw that. It and he just like... he just looked so miserable. It seemed word for word like he was reading it off of a teleprompter. Yeah. It's like, hey, if anyone asks you what you think, you have to say this. Mm-hmm. So he just says it with no life in him. They're the best writers. And okay, if as as a side note, so I don't know if this is what you want to use to lead, but they have their Star Wars trilogy coming up. It's the next the next Star Wars movies after this next after um, Rise of Skywalker are their trilogy. Dude, I'm not getting my hopes up. Here's here's my thing. DB Weiss. Um, do you want to know what do you want to know what movie he helped write? What's that? X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh my word. Just think, one of his ideas was let's show, let's sew Deadpool's mouth shut, dude. Like, that movie is so horrible, and it's just like, oh my god! Like, but the thing is, though, is if they are given the correct material to adapt, they can do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much Star Wars related material too that if they want to make a good series, just gather some stuff up, use what's already out there, make your own story, don't try and make anything up. Just take what we've got and use that. And mm-hmm. I think they can make a great trilogy if they do that. Yeah. And I think I think they just maybe they were thinking about that like while they're writing Game of Thrones the past couple of years, because I mean, I'm sure it was kind of in the books. I mean, they, I'm sure they had other offers on the table, and maybe they got distracted because it just felt rushed, you know. And Dude. and I thought I thought because apparently after season five the books end, correct? Yes. And I thought season six and seven were fine, like they were enjoyable. You know what I mean? I thought they mm-hmm. were paced okay. I mean, like I said, the the end of season six was just holy crap. Um. And season seven, I didn't mind. Like the Suicide Squad, Beyond the Wall. <laughs> oh, gosh. But uh, I would have liked to see just a few more episodes of Daenerys, you know, having her reign. And um, things just going absolutely sour and forces rising against her. I mean, what happened to the letters that Barris sent? Did, it, did those ever even get sent? Oh, about About the true heir. And I just felt like... Well, no, he burns them, remember? Oh, he burned them? Burned yeah. all of them? He burns them like right before um, okay. they go to right before. Yeah, um, I, I saw he burned one. I saw I thought that was just maybe like one note and then he got off the other ones. So oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So that was kind of like, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> maybe Bran was warging all the ravens just to prevent that. <laughs> um, yeah, I just felt like Jon Snow's character was just very underwhelming in season eight mm-hmm. was an extra. And um, there wasn't just a lot of like important dialogue that we got. I thought that romance was bad too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so. like, it shows like Tyrion standing outside of um, in season seven, it shows him standing outside of uh, Daenerys and John's room. And it's like almost setting up something that he knows to like use as leverage. But he never does. Or yeah, season he, six. The end he's of season just like six. he's just like, oh crap! Like there goes yeah, King of the like, North. Wh- why? Why? Why did we linger on him? Yeah. Is he gonna? <laughs> is, just, is he a peeping tom? Was he gonna crack the door? Cut? Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. I I don't know the purpose of that, and it just it makes me think how much now. 
we know that HBO is in charge and they're managing it and um, Weiss and Ben Weiss and Benioff are getting their scripts off. How much do you think Disney was pressuring them on the outside? You know, I don't know. That's interesting. Probably a lot. I mean, it's Disney. I was just thinking about that. It's like, like how much is Disney involved in, Hey, you've got star Wars. We need the movies done in they they're coming out 2022 these are the release dates you know we need them ready i i wonder how rushed they felt with disney being involved too and how much persuasion disney had in like hey let's get this wrapped up so you can come over here we're gonna give you a lot of money you're gonna produce these movies you're gonna get a part of the check yeah because i mean this wasn't announced till just last week but mm-hmm. I'm sure they knew about this for like a couple of years, correct? Oh gosh, yeah, we've known about this for what, like the last year or two that they were going to yeah. produce. And and, yeah. and they had since 2017 uh, to start writing Game of Thrones. So I mean, I think they're just kind of boggling a lot. I mean, who knows if they if they was just Game of Thrones that they were focusing on for season eight? I think it would have been probably executed a lot better than it was. Who knows? Yes. Who knows? Yeah. Now, I will I will say there are some things I did like from season eight. Um, like I said, or like we said earlier, if it didn't get cut off, the first two episodes of season eight are fine. I liked them. Um, I did like Arya killing the Night King. I wish John was a little bit more involved in that, in a sense, mm-hmm. because that was like his that was his rival. Like that was his whole mission was to stop the White Walkers, mm-hmm. and Arya never really had much connection just be just from that night you know what i mean she had no connection yeah exactly so i wish john snow even had like a duel with the night king but he didn't <laughs> he just raised the dead and raised the dead and just peaced well um, and it gets to the point in game of thrones where it's like oh some someone's going to attack someone that means that someone's going to come out of nowhere and save them every yeah. time yeah every time uh i did like uh the scene with um jamie and Tyrion in the tent yeah, uh, that that was tender. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sandor, Sandor, and uh, Arya when she says thank you, thought that was uh, a good moment. And um, these are just some highlights. And then uh, the end of season of of episode six, the montage of the Starks with uh, Queen of the North, Sansa. I yeah. thought I thought just the character development with these characters, like Sansa, man, she went through the ringer. Jon Snow through the ringer, Arya through the ringer. I mean, these characters were developed so well, and it just felt like, you know, the season fell flat. So, yeah. I mean, Sansa's I love... the only one who has a full, like, I feel conclusion. Yeah. I feel like Arya's is pretty good, but I think a lot of it is you got to take out part of the no, you know, part of the no face god. I would have liked to see that, to see that used a lot more. You know what well, I mean? I thought that. Littlefinger had pulled a switcheroo. Me too. Did you see those theories? Well, I think we talked about it, though. Yeah, that would have been epic if he was still alive. (laughs) I know, and he just, like, reveals himself, you know, as he's in the end, that he's actually been alive, and he figured out the face. I don't know how they would have done it, but it would have been interesting. Yeah, I like those theories. Um, And I did like John, John, uh, you know, He's essentially – people are interpreting it differently. I'm interpreting that he is the king beyond the wall. Oh, yeah. He, he no, is – I mean, the, 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 the wildlings waited for him at Castle Black, and Tormund was just like, yeah, about time. Like, I kind of like that face he made. And, I mean, he even foreshadowed it when Tormund's like, yeah, you, 
you know, you belong in the North, the real North. And I like that scene. I like that ending for John. I wish he would have been King and he would like have Tyrion and, and Davos, but he never wanted it. No, you, you know, he wanted, and I like, I like that little symbolism with the door shutting, the gate shutting. Mm-hmm. And that was just kind of like, well, that's over. And I was actually yeah. watching Jeremy Jaws today. He's like, you know, that gate shutting was cool, too. But what about that huge gap the Night King made? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I was thinking, I was like, they just need to tear down the wall. There's no reason to have it up there. Yeah. I guess for, also, ni- for nice views, a good workout to climb it. I don't know. Did you did you notice that Bran is like, I don't want to be king? And then all of a sudden, he's like, why do you think I came all the way here? I know. <laughs> I was like, like three seconds. You he cocky. Himself. You cocky little bee. I... Now I said this when uh, when it got cut out. I don't know. I don't think it recorded it, but I wish they would have kept Bran with some personality. Yeah, I mean, I wish he didn't go like brain dead because when Bran had his personality, you know, I I didn't mind him as a character. I didn't hate him, but once he lost that personality, and the girl was like, "Wow, you did die in that cave." He's like, "I did. I'm three eyed raven." Um, it just wasn't, wasn't compelling. wasn't interesting. Like it was interesting because you're like, what can he do? But would have been cool if he was the night King. And then I said this with Bran being the King. I told you and Becky this, I thought this was my original idea. I've actually seen comments about this, that if the last shot would have shown Bran and view pans to his eyes and they turned the white Walker blue eyes. Been that- so sweet. I mean, that would have been like, holy crap. Because, I mean, he gets touched by the Night King. And the Night King turns things, you know, to White Walkers. And yeah. He essentially got touched by the Night King in that little vision he was having. So they never explored that connection that the Night King and Bran had. And um, that would have been cool. But overall, I would give the finale like a C grading. Like the last season, a C. Just underwhelming. Yeah. Just for what meh. it could have been. Or yeah. bland. Just kind of bland. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to complain and, like, post a petition because, you know, that's not my style. But, man, we live in a world where people are like that. And, you know, power to them. But, yeah, hopefully they can raise the money and, you know, I'm sure if they raise the money and get all the people behind them, they'll make something even better. Of course. Yeah. Of course. The peanut gallery will always make something better. (laughs) Always. Go ask the people who are looking to remake the, The Last Jedi with you know, Luke as this super Saiyan Jedi who knows how to move, you know, shoot rocks out of his hand and move planets. Yeah, and, and move. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, let's go talk with these people and try to remake things that professionals have been making for years. Oh, yeah, I think good, that's a good, good night. But yeah, I mean, gosh, the visual effects, CGI, uh, acting was great at Game of Thrones last season. Just the writing fell flat, and it was just rushed. So, yeah. like I said, like already a million times. But great TV series. Honestly, Game of Thrones is in my top five. Easy. <laughs> Some great moments, great acting, great character development. I loved it. Seriously, easily in my top five. Yeah, and honestly, I, well, I read a comment like this earlier. It's like, they made five as as perfect as you could possibly make them seasons of tv you can maybe even argue six like five and a half six seasons so the the possibility of them um what's it called the possibility of them like wrapping it all up as well as they started it there's no way there Mm -hmm. was no way yeah yeah 
And I, yeah, I agree. It's just, it's hard to please everybody. Like some people actually did like the finale, which, you know, power to him. I was indifferent about it. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Didn't love it. But Breaking Bad's ending. Whew. Now that's, that's a great ending. That's Breaking Bad for me. That's my favorite TV show of all time. Uh, yeah, I'm with that. You. That and Narcos. And Ooh. Yeah. Death Note. Oh man. I'll have to get to that Death Note one day. But it's yeah, Game, so of, Game of Thrones is probably in top three, I'd say. Okay. So really good. Loved it, but love this pod. Uh, anything else? Anything else you want to add? Um, no, hold on. Special guest opinion. Just real quick. What did oh, you think please. of the last series? What did you think of the last season? Well, I hated all of the last season until the last episode. And then I actually really liked the way it brought everything together. I agree. So, weird, weird <laughs> enough to be so against what everybody else said, but I actually was completely happy and satisfied with the ending. You know, there you go. Yeah, love that. Sweet Becky. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's, uh, that's how I feel. And Sophie Turner, I like 100% have her back. I mean, she just keeps saying like how disrespectful it is for people to hate on um, like the the artists who made it and the creativity and everything. And Mm -hmm. I mean, like, yeah, we can all have our opinions for how we think things should go, but ultimately the story is up to the storytellers themselves. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. If people didn't like the ending, go talk to George R. R. Martin. Cause that's the the best thing about uh, game of Thrones is the memes. The memes are absolutely hilarious. Very, I love the one where everyone's been making fun of the the cinematography with the with Daenerys walking in the dragon's wings behind. Oh, her. they're like teach this at film school. <laughs> so funny. That's been uh, probably my favorite one I've seen. Yeah, that's a good one. I love when John is uh, bowing down to Bran, and it's like, and Sansa's like to Arya. Sansa's like, are they gone? And Arya's like, yeah, I think so. And then Brad's like, LOL, John, you're good. You can stay here. <laughs> Uh, that's a good one. But yeah, Game of Thrones this is the special Game of Thrones pod. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, the series finale. Like Becky, I love, the, love that. And I think it, it, it was a fairly happy ending. Like if you look at it, the Starks, most of the Starks survived. Most of the lovable, enjoyable like, characters that we loved lived. True. So Which, yeah, true. It, and essentially, it was a happy ending, especially you know for John, Sansa, and Arya. They got what they kind of wanted. Exactly. So. You know what? And I was thinking, I would love to see a spinoff of Arya's adventures west of Westeros. That I think cool. that'd be so cool. Yeah, and they, and they are doing prequels, so um, that should be interesting how that goes down. Don't care. Already don't I, care. I won't. Watch yeah, it. I'm indifferent. I'm just I'm ready for the Lord of the Rings, <coughs> Lord of the Rings TV series. Wow. A little worried about it, but I'm Dude, ready. I, I just thought of something real quick and this this is this was the seb- this was the segment for today. The T V with T Keeks segment. Stop. A little mix of T C and Keeks. Just please. <laughs> Can't believe it. I just thought of that like two minutes ago. Oh, love that. All right. in. I'll I'll make sure I'll make shirts. Um all right, well that's it. Uh, and look out for the next TV series. Who knows what that will be? I recommend watching The Last Kingdom to fill that Game of Thrones void. Really good show. Um, other than that, yeah, you know it, nothing, Jon Snow. If you guys want a good show with a wall, go watch Attack on Titan. 
my favorite <laughs> TV show right now, and um, it's, not gonna be dis- <laughs> it's not going to be disappointing. Unless oh, you don't a- like reading subtitles when you watch TV. Uh, I love okay. subtitles when I watch TV. Oh, same. All right. Well, that's that. We just witnessed TV history. What a moment. <laughs> well, for Keeks. the North. King of the North. <laughs> King of the North. Well, Keeks, take it easy. Uh, and everybody, stay sweet. All right. Stay sweet, TC. Sweet. Sweet.